Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. That's right. It's Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski. Mike Kapler is with me. I hope you're doing well out there, everyone uh, listening from um, either Grace Walk Internet Radio or from our gig cast page at uh, graceroots.org, or no matter how you found the program, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we're glad to have you with us. Mike Kapler, we're talking about love versus fear. This is a subject that I love talking about. We could get a lot of flack for what we're talking about here, but hopefully this is being more encouraging for people than us getting a lot of flack from people, because there are people out there, Cap, who would like the church to see God as someone to be afraid of. Uh, You better get your act together. Uh, You better start living right, or God's going to get you. Whether they word it like that or not, there's people who actually do view God like that. And uh, we're trying, you know, for the last couple programs, and then uh, this program as well, we want to get away from that mindset of God being someone that we're that we're to, that we need to hide from when we do wrong, of God being someone that we need to be afraid of. He's shown us His love. He's shown us friendship, and so that's something that we want to get out of. You know, we we want to view God from the proper perspective, and so that's what we've been trying to get out the, uh, the last couple of weeks. Let me pick up on something you just said there, Joel. By and large, the message the church world has given to the the outside world has not by and large drawn people in because we haven't really communicated the good news because a lot of people don't know what the good news is you know that this message of of wrath and suffering and trials and testing it has turned the world away from the gospel and remember gospel means good news (laughs) as a matter of fact that message isn't good news at all it's not the gospel at all the world is going to be won by hearing the good news. And if you want to know what that is, go back over the last 220 programs we've done over the last five years if you want to find out what the good news is. The good news is this. God is not angry with you. He loves you. The good news is that you are righteous as a free gift. Uh, Your sins have been paid for. Jesus provided all of this, the good news, to a world that needs to hear it. The message of wrath does not keep people from sinning. You know, there's people who are afraid of this free gospel. You know, they're, they're just afraid that it's going to promote a loose and casual lifestyle out there, Joel. The message of wrath and law does not keep people from sin. Mm-mm. What it does is it, it makes them into hypocrites and liars. And it causes them to want to cover up and, and hide their sin. Uh, but it, it doesn't bring healing and, and uh, it doesn't cause the experience of God's unconditional love. Now, I know we touched on this a couple of programs ago. Somebody might say, what? What about the fear of God? The Bible tells us to fear God, and that's not what we're talking about here over the last couple of programs. We've been talking about being afraid of God versus the unconditional love that God has for us. I found something kind of interesting, Joel, that I read from somebody. When Jesus was tempted out in the wilderness, he quoted a scripture to the devil, and the scripture he quoted was Deuteronomy 6.13. And that verse says, You shall fear the Lord, your God, and serve him, and shalt swear by his name. Jesus quoted that same scripture, and and it's quoted this way. Jesus said, um, you know, 
get behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall you serve. So actually the word for fear in the Old Testament, Jesus used that word fear as the word worship. So a better understanding of this, this Old Testament fear that, that some people talk about, it's better understood as, as awe or respect or love that produces worship. But God does not want you to be afraid of him. When I say the word worship, some people start yawning right away. They, they have this perception of what worship is based on some sort of traditional church upbringing or something. But you've heard the phrase where, oh, he just, he just loves her. He, he just worships the ground she walks on. That sounds like a good thing, doesn't it? It sounds like he's really enjoying himself worshiping her, that one that he has fallen in love with. And that's really what, what worship is, mm -hmm. is just an exchange of love back and forth in relationship. Yep, indeed. And uh, if anyone listened to um, my uh, interview that I had with Doug Meeker, who is a, uh, quote, worship leader, uh, we talked a lot about that, too, and so uh, that's also on our Grace Roots um, archive of our of our past programs at graceroots.org. Uh, it's love responding to love. That's what this life in Christ is. That's what worship of God is. That's what fear of God is in that sense. It's, it's love responding to love, us responding to God's unconditional love. But, Cap, you were saying something about people not believing the good news, because it is good news, people being afraid of God, uh, not not the fear that we were just talking about, but being afraid. And I've got an example of somebody in, in the form of a parable that Jesus gave, somebody who was afraid of God, somebody who didn't believe the good news. Now, I don't claim that I've got the uh, final answer on the, the meaning and the interpretation of the parable of the talents. Uh, it's found in Matthew 25, but there's something that I, I've seen in here that it just doesn't sit right with me as far as this person's view of God. Now, of course, the parable of the talents, a man was traveling to a far country. He gave his servants some goods. To one, he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. Now, just as a side note here, talents here don't refer to gifts and talents that God gives Christians. It has nothing to do with that. Uh, a talent is simply a sum of money, a certain sum of money. So just forget about that meaning, gifts and talents, uh, at least for the time being here. And then, uh, so the person who received the five talents, went and traded them, came back with another five. The person who had received two, gained two more also. But the person who had received only one, went and dug into the ground and hid his master's money. The master came back. He was happy with the person who had made five more talents with the person who had made two more talents, but with the person who had hid them. This is the response of the person who had hid the talent. Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Now, first of all, as we see this, is that truly a description of God? Is God someone who is a hard man? Is God someone who reaps where he hasn't sown? Is God someone who gathers where he hasn't scattered? You know, doesn't God have the whole world in his hands? Isn't, isn't he the one who freely gives? <laughs> and so anyway, this servant, he says, Lord, I knew, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered. And then he says this, and I was afraid 
and went and hid your talent in the ground. You know, for so a couple things to get out of this. The servant had a skewed view of the master. That if this represents God, that is not a view of God that we should have. And so and so because of that skewed view, here's what the servant said. I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. See, that's what fear does. It cripples us. It makes us all right, whatever we've got, instead of using it, let's go and just hide it. And then the master can have that back. But anyway, the point from all this, I was afraid, says the man. And so I went and hid the talent in the ground. That's the response of a person who is afraid rather than a person who understands that God is a free giver. He freely gives, and he is not a hard man. He's not a harsh master. Uh, We need to understand God and his unconditional love. It's easy to misunderstand some of those parables, that's for sure. And while we may not have a corner on the market on that particular one, I think you brought up some good points there, Joel. The perception of the servant was definitely off the mark. And uh, even in the beginning of the parable, the master, whom we assume is is God in this parable, uh, he departs on a journey. Well, we know that God never leaves us. And so I, I just think sometimes based on Again, some traditional teaching that, that kind of misses the point of the gospel. We, we can easily read the wrong things into mm-hmm. some of these scriptures. I know we did some programs on parables in the past, and one that's a, a very popular one is the Good Samaritan. And we automatically assume that you and I are the Good Samaritan. We're supposed to help people, and that's, that's not a bad thing to help people. But really, we showed where the, the Good Samaritan in that parable was really Jesus himself. So mm-hmm. it's easy, easy to misunderstand uh, a, a lot of that stuff. And... And again, having a foundation of faith, if you will, uh, that is is built sort of on the wrong foundation of of works righteousness. And how does works righteousness work? It works like this. It says, if if I do good things, I'm acceptable to God, and I get blessings. If I do anything wrong, I'm unacceptable to God. And I'll get chastened. We saw it under the law, and frankly, it was revived in in the early church. Works righteousness, Joel, it's always going to bring fear. It's always going to bring rejection. It's going to steal from people their ability to walk in the kind of relationship God wants them to, a relationship of unconditional love. Paul said something. He said in Romans 1.17, and this is one that we've talked to a lot here. It's really kind of a cornerstone verse. that The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. Faith righteousness is the beginning and end of the Christian life. So it does not go from faith to works. It is from faith to faith, Paul said in Romans 1. This is why the people of the early church were called believers. You know, that's a word we throw around kind of loosely. They're believers. Understand this now. Everything that they experienced with God was a product of what they believed, not a product of what they did. So it's from faith to faith, not from faith to works. That's an important Mm -hmm. thing to remember. Faith righteousness, it's a gift to you and me because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Yep, exactly. And and bottom line here, you're just kind of going off what you said there, the performance of righteousness of you know the performance of righteousness was completely lived out by Jesus Christ himself and his life is in you now. And so there's never any reason for us to be afraid of God because of our performance. Because indeed, if it is about our righteousness and our performance, our way of of being right with God, then there's lots to fear. Uh, because it, you know we're never going to measure up. But 
Uh, God has made it so that it does, there doesn't have to be any fear. Out of his unconditional love, he sent Jesus Christ so that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so no reason to be afraid of God, but rather trust and believe. Indeed, believe in the good news. There's a lot of power in that word, in, in the word believe. Believe God's opinion of you. It's true. His his astounding opinion of you, as Ralph Harris would say, believe that God is crazy about you, that he pursues you passionately with a, with a love that is beyond your comprehension. Believe that and live in that, and you will never have to live in fear again. And, Joel, one more thing. What you said there needs to be magnified. It's not about us pursuing him so much as the fact that he has and continues to pursue us. Oh, amen, Cap. I think that's a great way to end this uh, series on fear versus love. And hopefully our listeners have been more deeply established in God's unconditional love and in his relentless pursuit of us as his dear children. Well, hey, uh, switching gears. Uh, next week, Cap, going to be switching to something perhaps a bit more controversial. Uh, and uh, and I think uh, we'll be coming at this from a good angle. Uh, from a grace perspective, we'll be talking about whether or not Christians should tithe. <laughs> and we'll be talking about the whole idea of giving from a grace perspective. <laughs> What do you think? Should Christians tithe? Should they give? If so, how much? All of those things, all kinds of uh, questions that we'll talk about in the upcoming weeks here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.